episode 33 the first ministry of education welcome to the principles and practice podcast this is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning i'm your host heather hall and this is my co-host brian hall hey everyone welcome back to the principles and practice podcast well it has been several weeks now since we've had a podcast up again again (laughs) we've had good intentions We have just been really busy with softball, baseball, and a casual soccer practice that the kids are getting together with Mm -hmm. other uh, children, and it's been busy. Well, thankfully, it's been, the softball and baseball has been, like, all together, so we don't have to run around everywhere. Yeah, that is nice, not having to go to different fields Mm -hmm. or different parks. Yeah, but here we are back again, and we're going to try to get more consistent again as we uh, work out our schedules and baseball and softball come to an end. Mm-hmm. So today we're discussing a portion from The Guide to American Christian Education by James B. Rose. This work of his is affectionately known as Gase. And on page 88, he begins with how home is the first ministry of education. Mr. Rose states, The Christian home is where God's providence should be taught and wise instruction and discipline and biblical principles should begin. Giving such instruction is a biblical mandate. And then he lays out several references from scripture that back this up. Exodus 13, 8 says, And thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. Exodus thirteen fourteen, And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What is this, that thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage? Deuteronomy 4, 9 Only take heed to thyself, and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life but teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. Deuteronomy 6, 7 And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And then we have uh, Joshua four twenty through 22 and 24. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal, And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? That ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. And then Psalm 78, 4 says, We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Then John twenty one fifteen states, Feed my lambs. And Second Timothy three fifteen uh, is and that from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And Galatians four one and two. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So we have the biblical principle of home right there. And Mm -hmm. 
that education is being passed on to the children from the parents. It's kind of hard to do that if we're separated from our children and they're in an institution. Which is why it appears that they want to go younger and younger with the institution that they may be sent to. Mm-hmm. Whether they go to you know preschool, even younger than that. Mm-hmm. And this is where school choice is important because obviously not every single parent has the ability to necessarily homeschool their children or has the support maybe from people that are close to them that they would entrust their child to to be able to help with educating their child. So that's where Christian schools are an excellent option, Mm -hmm. especially, of course, if it's a principal approach, Christian school. Of course. Because then your students are getting a providential view in every subject. Mm -hmm. So the first sphere with government and education is the individual's heart and mind. And I think that this ties in with that passage in scripture that talks about how as a man thinks, so shall he be. The thinking there is the heart and the mind. And home is the immediate extension of these things. Mm -hmm. So readdressing the heart and mind, we're reminded that government is first internal and individual. It's internal and invisible. It's the thoughts that lead to daily choices. It concerns who or what governs one's thoughts, attitudes, and actions. So again, as we've addressed in previous podcasts, we always ask and teach our children to ask who or what is in control. So James Rose addresses two outworkings of one's internal governance. He states, the individual is the vehicle or instrument of authority, gods or some counterfeits, that determines whether one's relationship with others in the home and nation will be savage or civil, discordant or harmonious. So let's define the vocabulary of our subject here to make sure we're on the same page. Civil is an adjective, and it is defined by Webster's 1828 dictionary as relating to the community or the policy and government of the citizens of a state, as in civil government. In essence, when we're talking about civil, we're talking about an individual's relation to another individual with respect to external deportment or government. It's about acting civilly toward each other. That's something that is increasingly lacking Mm -hmm. in our country right now. So we need to restore this to education, and it begins within our own homes. Yeah, it's almost like that people don't, look at civil as an adjective they look at it as a noun like it's a entity that's in control of something mm-hmm that's a good point yeah. so specifically civility is a reclaiming from savage behaviors again let's define our vocabulary what is meant by savage well using webster's 1828 dictionary we learned that it means wild untaught or barbarous Rose points out that history teaches us that biblical Christianity is uniquely effective in reclaiming mankind from their savage, unregenerate state. If you follow our Principles and Practice podcast and go listen to episode 6, The Power of the Chain of Christianity, History Timeline, that's a really good starting point to learn about how to see this in history as God's story unfolds across nations. So Christians generally understand that there is a responsibility in the home for developing 
individual self-government, but the character for civil government needs to be developed as well. For example, it's in the family that the qualities of integrity, independence, and the attitudes of reverence, which is fear mingled with respect and esteem, and of obedience, and of respect for just authority of others, are first taught and learned. So Mr. Rose asks us to consider how Reverend S. Phillips in 1861 perceived Christian home government as a necessary preparation for civil government. Reverend S. Phillips said, Home is a little commonwealth jointly governed by parents. It involves law. The mutual relation of parent and child implies authority on the one hand and obedience on the other. This is the principle of all government. Home is the first form of society. As such, it must have a government. Its institution implies the prerogatives of the parent and the subordination of the child. Without this, there would be no order, no harmony, no training for the state or the church. The principle of home government is love. Love ruling and obeying according to law. These are exercised, as it were, by the instinct of natural affection as taken up and refined by the Christian life and faith. This government implies reciprocity of right, the right of the parent to govern, and the right of the child to be governed. It is similar in its fundamentals to the government of the state and the church. It involves the legislative, judicial, and executive functions. Its elements are law, authority, obedience, and penalties. The basis of its law is the word of God. Parental authority is threefold, legislative, judicial, and executive. Parents are magistrates under God and, as his stewards, cannot abdicate their authority nor delegate it to another. Neither can they be tyrants in the exercise of it. God has given to them the principles of home legislation, the standard of judicial authority, and the rules of their executive power. God gives the law. The parent is only deputy governor, steward, bound to be faithful. Hence, the obligation of the child is to obey the steward. Hence, the obligation of the child to obey the steward is as great as that to obey the master, meaning God. Where the principle is silent, take heed that thou despise not the deputy. I guess the conclusion here is that the Christian home is the first sphere of both civil and ecclesiastical government of both the civil, state, and local church. And on that note, in case you guys aren't aware of it, Kirk Cameron started his American Campfire Revival up again. And he's doing a 40-day love dare challenge, so I think he's on day five of it today at this point. But you might want to go and follow that um, and participate in it because he's addressing the same idea of home being Mm -hmm. the first sphere of, of civil government. So if you get the legislators and the executors and the judiciary Mm -hmm. on board, you know, and having a healthy relationship in their marriage, then they can govern their, govern their homes rightly and with more unity. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast. I also meant to mention that um, in regards to the character qualities developed in the home and needed by a good ruler or representative, um, 
Reverend Samuel Willard in 1694 uh, talked about the American heritage of Christian character, which we covered on one of our earlier podcasts in episode 17. So if you want to get some more insights on that, you can listen to that episode. And also don't forget about episode 6 that was brought up earlier also. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory. <laughs>